Magic Conj, will I ever get to meet Tom Kenny? Maybe someday. Oh, so you're saying there's a chance. Okay, okay. Should I tell fans of the show how they can support us? Yes. Goofy Goobers, supporting the show is shockingly easier than catching a blue jellyfish. Right from our Anchor page, anchor.fm slash spongepod, you can find links to all of our social media and a support button if you happen to have a few extra clams. Also follow us on mixer.com slash spongepodsquarecast, where it's not only the official home to our sister show, Video Bob Game Pants, it's also where I stream live drawings of various Nickelodeon characters and host the opportunity for commissions and giveaways. Lastly, the official merchandise store is now open at redbubble.com slash people slash spongepod, where various designs will be uploaded inspired by our show, including our official logo, which is now available on a multitude of products like t-shirts, stickers, duvet covers, and even a shower curtain. This is a podcast by a fan for fans and will always be fan driven. Any way you see fit on supporting our show is much appreciated. Thank you and enjoy. Ahoy, mateys, and welcome to another episode of I'm Ready, a SpongePod Squarecast. My name is Captain Eric, and we are continuing our adventure through the first season of SpongeBob SquarePants. Um, to, to get a little real here, and this is kind of tough. Um, during this uh, troubling time of 2020, um, and I'm trying to keep this as family-friendly uh, family as possible, but also honest, if if that makes sense, because uh, sometimes, you know, there's there's a gray area there that you got to stay in line. Um, I was going to make a little announcement right before I I uploaded, of course, the uh, the upload. Um, strength of this show hasn't been the best uh, and I know that and it's it's something that I have to um think about every time look there's not a day that goes by I don't think about this show or the things I'd like to do um and that's always the kicker in the back of my head like y you have to be consistent weekly or at least by at least bi-weekly would it would get more out um because because we're over a year since I first put out the the first introduction um, and I'm very proud of that first year. It was slow, but strong. And I think that's what matters. But, um, I uploaded a, a, uh, episode, uh, episode eight boating school, which, um, the first thing I got to remind people is that I record these episodes, not intentionally out of order, but when I have guests on, I'd either like to let them pick an episode that they like to talk about or if it's someone who might not be very strong with with SpongeBob, I'm going to pick an episode that I think they would enjoy. Um, so that's why certain things I might announce is out of order, you know, complete in, uh, you know, or the way I'm talking. So <laughs> you might hear an episode that gets really better in terms of quality. And then you hear an episode that just kind of goes back a few spaces. That's that's probably what's going on. And as time goes on. With uh, with I plan on with each season of SpongeBob is is a new season of uh, of this podcast, so it's constantly evolving, um, and that's why I always ask uh, always ask you guys if you have suggestions or anything you'd like more of or less of or or how you would like to see the show evolve. Trust me, your opinion matters 110%. Even if you send me a comment on Instagram, I, I get a bunch of DMs on there. Um, if I don't ever take those, 
it's not that it's a bad idea. It's trying to at least make a cohesive show moving forward and showing growth. But anyway, uh, during this troubling time, I uploaded uh, episode eight, Boating School. And I thought about, as I was sitting there, um, making kind of a a PSA for a few of these episodes, uh, you know, about what's going on. And um, I really, I don't know. It's a tough time right now. And you would think I, I am an essential employee. So I, uh, as much as I would love to be home, um, as, as a lot of you might be doing, uh, and, and cranking out episodes of this podcast daily and, and doing a lot, I, I have to go out there and work. Um, and taking a step back and seeing not even, even just going to smaller, looking at how my town is taking it, the state, the country and the world. Um, it's yes, it's scary, but what I want the, the point I want to get across of this whole thing I'm talking about is that we always need two things in this world, no matter how dire it gets. And these are two things that I live my life by because trust me, um, if I ever wanted to make a non-family friendly show about my personal life and the things that have gone on, uh, it, it would that people, you know, things when I open up to, to friends and family, they just, how do you get up in the morning sometimes? And I always tell them it's these two things and it's these two things that attracted me to SpongeBob more than any other cartoon character. Um, I'll be the first to tell people the greatest Nicktoon of all time, in my opinion, is Hey Arnold for a lot of reasons that I hope to one day be able to have a TED talk about because it's, I, I feel that strongly about it. But my favorite cartoon character is SpongeBob because he represents these two things. You ready? Positivity and optimism. And I think now more than ever, we need positivity and optimism. And that is why I, I think for a lot of fans listening out there, SpongeBob is an escape. It is uh, it's a show that we enjoy. We can come together. Hopefully a lot of you listening are part of the, the Goofy Goobers uh, Facebook group. Um, so I wanted to, I wanted to put this out there and, um, and, and not, I, I wanted to make this message as a part of real time. This is what I'm currently feeling and, and dealing with. So it's not, uh, it's not as if, you know, um, uh, I, I don't want to place this message out in front of every episode, but I, I always want things to be real. I don't want to retroactively add things to episodes I've already recorded. So, you know, this is, this is what we're dealing with. And just like I say every week, you know, we're, we're, uh, um, you know, it's, it's a metaphor. We're, we're continuing sailing. We're moving forward. This is, this is what we're going to continue to do. And, um, and I appreciate all of you. If you're listening up to this point, even if you, um, you know, even if you don't support this show in any of the ways I, I may have listed in the, in the opening uh, ad there, um, thank you. Thank you for being a part of this and, uh, and hopefully you stick around and, and we can keep going, but let's get on for today's episode. Today we are tackling pickles, uh, a very legendary 
SpongeBob episode from season one. Uh, the second part of the sixth episode first aired August 21st, 1999. Uh, I was still eight years old at this time. Crazy. Um, of course, we get the debut of Bubble Bass, who um, is a glutton of a, of a fish in the undersea, um, which is something interesting. Uh, there's, you know, <laughs> you don't see a really a lot of, a lot of big fish, uh, undersea as far as like, uh, weight goes, somebody who's just overeating. Uh, but bubble bass is just that he's a, he is a character clearly overeats. Um, and just a little, little message here. His, this is one of the coolest, um, coolest things ever. Uh, actual um, fans of of both SpongeBob and the culinary world were able to decipher exactly what Bubble Bass orders. Now, normally something like this, like this kind of trivia, I would um, I would say during the during the episode when we put it on. But this is just so massive that that this is what's gonna uh, I want to talk about this now and not take up time. Um, so Bubble Bass's order in quotes: I'll take a double triple bossy deluxe on a raft. Four by four animal style, extra shingles with a shimmy and a squeeze, light axle grease, make it cry, burn it, and let it swim. Um, now, for those that don't know, maybe there's some kids out there. There are certain secret menu items at almost every fast food restaurant out in the world, uh, and it's not a secret where the people behind the counter relatively know about this. I know that there are some out there. I believe In-N-Out Burger has secret menu items that that everyone working there is, is pretty much in tune to. Um, but there are certain other ones that you you just have to... It's the way you order it is how you get the secret item. Um, so this has been decoded by a few fans out there. Uh, double, triple, bossy means six, all beef patties. Uh, applying the four by four, because he says... Um, four by four animal style uh that would be 24 patties so six patties four by four that's 24 patties uh so grind up the beef mince and then scoop up 24 balls of of meat grill them all so you have 24 patties uh light axle grease means butter so light on the butter not too much um and then deluxe would mean iceberg lettuce tomatoes cheese uh white onions ketchup and mustard thinly cut uh on a raft means texas toast so you're gonna need to, you're, so to make bubble bass's order you're gonna need 48 slices of texas toast that's at least three loaves of bread um et- extra shingles means more toast so it's two pieces of toast where you would have one uh, shimmy and a squeeze uh, is is, I guess, butter on the toast or mayonnaise or special sauce, depending on, on where you go. Um, animal style would mean uh, double burger. So each each burger in between the two slices of bread is is two uh, two burgers there. Um yeah, so that was animal style, uh, and then shimmy and a squeeze is uh, you add those in between the burgers, add add grilled onions, uh, make it cry uh, should be pretty obvious. That means extra onions, and then um, of course don't forget pickles. Uh, let's see, let it swim 
isn't apparently not a uh, not a culinary thing, but it might be out there. It might be somewhere specific. But anyway, <laughs> so his order is is twenty four patties uh, with butter and double the amount of Texas toast and extra sauce. It's extra onions. That's just a crazy order. Um, and of course, anybody who would like to see this thing actually made should go and watch um, a little plug here. Uh, Binging with Babish, the online cooking show on YouTube, uh, has tackled SpongeBob a few times and, of course, did an episode about Bubble Bass's order. Um, so definitely check that out. Uh, so, yeah, we, we have the introduction of Bubble Bass, who is not really... So in this episode, he comes off as more of an antagonist uh, or at least an annoyance if you don't want to call him an antagonist. But definitely as as time goes on, he becomes just more of kind of the just the glutton of Bikini Bottom. He's not really used as often as I think he should be. Um, there's certain characters like I, I can't say I guess Larry. Larry is used a, a decent amount when he's needed, but I, I would like to see more of Larry uh, as time went on. But Bubble Bass was a character I thought should have been used more. He's like the comic book guy uh, of of Bikini Bottom, uh, if anyone out there is familiar with The Simpsons. Another yellow group of cartoon characters. Um, so yeah, in this in this episode, we have to deal with uh, uh, SpongeBob being accused of messing up an order. So right now, if everybody wants to join me, of course, uh, as as at least for the first few seasons, I'll be watching this through Amazon Prime. Uh, but of course, this episode is available on the complete first season. Uh, if you have the first 100 episodes, uh, the movies and TV collection apparently has this episode on there um, from the beginning part one, SpongeBob SquarePants volume one, uh, and then a bunch of iTunes specific little bundles there. Uh, or if you have the Hall Monitor DVD. Grow, grab that. Let, let's let's watch this together. Um, all right, so uh, I have the uh, beginning of the pickles uh, title card, and we'll start that now. Um, I love the uh, I love the music here. The the kind of uh, Western style gunner music, SpongeBob versus Bubble Bass, uh, and of course the stare off between Bubble Bass and SpongeBob uh, is is a is a reference to the uh, to the film The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. For any uh, fans out there um the i also i guess the four by four animal style part is also a part of uh it is a secret menu item from in and out burger i think in and out has a lot of a lot of secret menu items i, I keep hearing about this um <laughs> crying johnny um i really disagree with spongebob's method of building a burger here um, I, I, I have a problem with the cheese not being on the patty itself to have that chance to melt a little bit, but also if I was going to the crusty crusty crab, I would not tell the, the cook what to do. I wouldn't tell him how to run his, his fry, you know, frying section. Why am I for <laughs> his, uh, he's the fry cook and he has a skillet. Oh, you know. You have extra salt. Um, so anyway, uh, this is the first episode of the show. That is uh, the title of the, sh the episode is Food. Um, and it is also revealed here. Oh, here we go. Here's his order. 
definitely such a good line there. I don't know if anybody has worked in a food service. I one of my my first big job past uh past being a paper boy was working at a Dunkin Donuts and some of the things people would order were were pretty they were on this line of like crazy to ingenious. Uh and I got to say I I'll, I'll tell you the the most ingenious thing I ever heard somebody order is a sausage egg and cheese on a old fashioned donut cuz it kind of tastes like a McGriddle. The craziest thing I've ever heard is a sausage egg and cheese on a Boston cream <laughs> which somebody actually cut through the slicer and the mess was insane. I don't know why Bubble Bass has such an issue with SpongeBob. Um it's not revealed in this episode but I don't know what he gets out of trying to ruin SpongeBob's uh fry cook career. I mean SpongeBob is making him good food. Uh presumably and so what would Bubble Bass gain from upsetting him? And apparently the Krusty Krab has this uh this refund. Let's see right there. Super tiny money back guarantee. <laughs> um yeah, I don't I don't understand. Uh free <laughs> I don't know what kind of water you're serving underwater, but who am I to who am I to to say what they can and can't do? Uh, in this episode, SpongeBob reveals the ingredients of the Krabby Patty, although he does not mention the secret ingredient. But I honestly, between you and I, I think that ingredient is is just in the meat itself. Uh, and according to binging with Babish, who we're bringing up a second time here. Uh, he thinks the secret ingredient is MSG, which, for anyone that doesn't know, uh, is a additive to food that usually is pretty addictive. Uh, monosodium glutamate is a flavor enhancer commonly added to Chinese food, canned vegetables, soups, and processed meats. Uh the Food and Drug Administration has classified MSG as a food ingredient that's generally recognized as safe, but it remains controversial uh, because of its addictive nature. It's 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 hard to explain. I mean, because it's got sodium in there, it's it's like a salt. But you, I definitely wouldn't. I don't know. I would would I put seasoning like that, which is on the top of something. I don't know. It generally makes stuff more uh more addictive. Um, that's why you'll see for anyone out there. Go and grab a Chinese food pamphlet from your uh, from your house. It says probably MSG crossed out somewhere on there. Um, let's see. When SpongeBob regains his knowledge of making Krabby Patties, the order of the ingredients is switched around. For example, at the beginning of this episode, he had ketchup and mustard immediately following the patty. But when he unknowingly makes a Krabby Patty incorrectly in front of Mr. Krabs, the ketchup and mustard are moved towards the top. Um, let's see. Yeah, and this completely messes him up. Um, who know, who knew that like having the perfect Krabby Patty would, uh, would be the key to SpongeBob's happy life here, um, for him to be able to, uh, I don't know. Has anyone slept in their bed like that? The floor can't be that cold. He was pretty close with his head off to the side. Um, 
Let's see. When Mr. Crab says we got Squidward, the cash register sound is heard along with Squidward's hand near the register, but there is no customer. Um, and uh, if anybody... All right, so... No, this is crazy. Um, this is one of the episodes that bothered me on the idea of the Krusty Krab without SpongeBob. Um, I don't know how long Squidward... <laughs> he burnt my shake. Um, SpongeBob, you know, from episode one, applies to the Krusty Krab and gets the job. But how long before that? I mean, when he walked in, it was just Mr. Krabs and Squidward. So... How long, now I know that there was other fry cooks in the past, but how long were they running with just them two before Spongebob showed up? I don't think in that in that episode with the other fry cook, who you how do, uh, I don't think they said that, like, did he quit like a day before Spongebob came in? Maybe. I probably seem silly, but like I, I've said, a lot of the newer stuff I, I haven't rewatched as much as these older ones. Um, so I'm not as versed, but kind of half the time, half the reason why I started the show is, is to start watching all the newer episodes. Um, apparently according to SpongeBob trying to get in bed, it's mattress, SpongeBob, mattress, sheet, and pillow. He was close. The real order, the honest real order should have been mattress, mattress, pillow, SpongeBob, sheet. Um... In the Latin American version of this episode, SpongeBob mentions crab while preparing the Krabby Patty, a, uh, a common common mistake for those uh, trying to create their own home recipe. Of course, the, uh, the meat used, I don't think, is crab. Although, I guess saying it's beef is, is maybe a little wrong, too. I mean, but it depends where Mr. Krabs is getting his shipment of, of beef. Who knows? Um... This episode marks another appearance of the drive through window. When, when Bubble Bass walks up to order, it can be seen with a crate in the background. Yeah, the drive through window is something that seems to just be there and disappear whenever it wants to. I mean, if they have an episode, or even in the movie, the uh, uh, Sponge Out of Water, the drive through is a part of the Krusty Krab, but um, it is certainly not a regular part of, of SpongeBob. Here we go. I would, that's a better sounding presentation for a Krabby Patty. Um, this part also bothered me too. You know, why doesn't Mr. Krabs just double check to make sure SpongeBob put the pickles on? I guess you could, you could bring up, hey, it's the, <laughs> the fish outside the window. It's become a meme as well. Like when you're, not supposed to be open and a customer sees you at the window or something like that. Um, yes, you could probably argue that Mr. Krabs is trying, that he has a lot of trust in SpongeBob, but that's also tr trusting SpongeBob with his money. And Mr. Krabs doesn't trust anyone with his money. So he should just be in there to double check. He's putting the pickles on so that he could catch bubble bass as a, as a liar. And of course, here's the here's the stare down. All the people coming in. <laughs> the regular. Uh, just so you know, this episode premiered on Stephen Hillenberg's 38th birthday. 
Um, well, I imagine, you know, I do remember that Mr. Krabs said he was a fry cook. Uh, he was a chef. So why wasn't he, why was Squidward on the, why did he put Squidward on the, on the grill? Oh, that's disgusting. No, he, <laughs> uh, I wonder how he caught it though. Wonder how he saw it. Did he just sneak a pickle and he pulls out his tongue? Yeah. Yep, they, he's been caught. Um, let's see. In the episode on the galley grub, Krabby Patty is incorrectly spelled as Krabby Patty. P A T T I E. That is wrong. Um, when SpongeBob confronts Bubble Bass at the end of the episode, the Krusty Krab has no tables. Um, yeah. SpongeBob says he cannot make a double Krabby Patty with the works, but there's only one patty used. <sighs> yeah, this is fun. Like I said, for anybody who has worked, worked uh, food service should know that you have those customers once in a while. Oh man, I could, I could make an, I could dedicate an entire show talking about some of the regular customers that would come in. Uh, to Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts, though, not as, you know, fast food-esque as you would think. Um, and I, I, when I, you know, tell young people about getting a job, I usually say, like, you know, if you're worried about fast food, go to go to Dunkin' Donuts. At, at most, at least, you're pouring coffee in a cup or you're grabbing a do pre-made donut. And at worst, you're putting breakfast sandwiches together. You know, and, and if you're working in the morning, a lot of that stuff is is uh, pre-made. You have these little heaters that you you can hold like six, you know, trays of bacon in or the little single trays. So that's six sandwiches ready to go. Uh, and you're constantly making the you have know, one person. It's it's a whole ordeal. I, I'm not <laughs> uh, I don't say I was a fry cook at all with that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, so that was pickles. Uh, certainly. um other than introducing Bubble Bass, I think this episode is important because it shows SpongeBob's dedication to his work. Um, but I think the negative part is I don't think it deals with making errors. Now, certainly SpongeBob didn't make an error in the beginning. Bubble Bass lied. But the idea of making an error for SpongeBob was was like detrimental. You watched his entire life was ruined. He was not able to even go to bed properly because his entire life was just flipped upside down. So I think that's a little bit of the problem in this episode is seeing SpongeBob's reaction to a mistake, even though he didn't make the mistake, if that makes sense. Like if he had did, if if he did forget the pickles, his whole life is just tore upside down. So that's that's really my only criticism with this but other than that i mean the the episode is one of the better ones of uh of the entire series of course i mean anything from season one is kind of up there um but it's still the first season you're still learning about this character and i don't think he hits his peak until later on as far as like a character goes of of complete in and out understanding of who he is and what he's about and they're still, you know, still understanding and building, and that's completely fine. Um, of course, don't want to not mention, but the uh, writers of these episodes, Steve Fonte, Chris Mitchell, and Peter Burns, 
um, storyboard artists were uh, Chris Mitchell and Jay Lender. And uh, uh, storyboard, Steve Fonte. Animation was done by Tom Yasumi. And the creative director, Derek Dryman. The man right there, Derek Dryman. Uh, he would be definitely a get for the show uh, to talk about SpongeBob. That would be wonderful. Um, so, yeah, that was Pickles. This is I'm Ready, a SpongePod Squarecast. Uh, if you've been listening this far, uh, please uh, listen to my ad in the beginning. Any any support, any of uh, fans out there can give us um, a like, a follow, uh, sub, you know, subscribe. Literally most of those, you don't even have to spend money. And at most, you're spending like five, ten minutes of your time just to do something. And I am only putting the ten minutes in there. Um, I think Mixer is really important that I can get uh, followers on there. So signing up for a Mixer account might take a little bit. But for most of that stuff, I think most of you have Instagram. Follow us on Instagram at SpongeBob Podcast. Super simple. Uh, I love the fan interactions on there. And I'm I'm pretty um, I'm more regular on Instagram than any other uh, social media. Facebook is pretty much just a secondary uh, place for me to upload the the YouTube videos I make for this, which are just the audio. Um, and we're almost coming up to our first episode of uh, Video Bob Game Pants. I think after this, there's only, let's see, I have to click off of that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight episodes. Eight episodes from the, the time you're listening to this until, until that episode. So, um, I'll probably talk about it every episode up until then. The way that this is going to work, and this is why it's important to follow us on Instagram and and Facebook and whatnot, um, I am going to promote a live stream of Nicktoons Racing for, I believe I'm starting with the Game Boy Color version, and then I believe PS1 is next, and then Game Boy Advance. So I'm I'm going to live stream all three games. I'm going to try to beat all three of them with SpongeBob. and then what will happen is the videos of the live streams will be uploaded to to YouTube and Facebook. And then an episode of this show will actually just be a review. Um, me, you know, I'm going to write reviews of each game and uh, tell you what I think about them. And that'll just continue on in order. Um, you know, anytime there's a video game coming out, there'll be a live stream uh, and then following a review that'll be an actual episode of the podcast. So, um, I mean, you got some good ones coming up. Right after Nicktoons Racing, you have uh, Legend of the Lost Spatula, uh, Super Sponge, um, and then, of course, we get into some big ones, Nickelodeon Party Blast, Revenge of the Flying Dutchman, Battle for Bikini Bottom, Nicktoons Freeze Frame Frenzy. we got a lot of games coming out, but they're in between these these episodes, um, I mean, even before we get to the the big ones, we'll, we, we'll have 100 episodes of the show or somewhat, because there's a lot of the TV show we got to get through, too, as well. So, yeah, that's it. Everybody listening to this, please stay safe. Uh, practice social distancing. Wash your hands. Do whatever you can to be safe. Um, if there's family or friends around you not not being safe and, and they're just not listening, um, do it for yourself. You don't want... You may be okay if you... Um, come down on something, but you don't want to be the bridge of that to to getting to a person who might not be okay. So, um, but yeah, washing your hands should be happening regardless of there's if there's anything going on in the world or not. So, um, just just be careful, be safe. 
Uh, any of the fans, can't wait to speak with you on Instagram. Have a great night, and we'll see you next time. Ah!